This is the Sergio Rodriguez Show. Welcome, everybody, to the Sergio Rodriguez Show, a show unlike any other. Today, a little something different for our listeners. You know, anybody who listens to the Sergio Rodriguez Show knows that I've been a high school and college coach in New Jersey softball landscape for 26 years. And uh, today I'm doing something a little bit different. Uh, We're going to do a little softball preview, something that I know is going to get a lot of juice and a lot of audience listening to this because I have the right guy from New Jersey Advanced Media, NJ.com, and the Star Ledger, the top sports softball coverage guy in New Jersey right now. Andrew Koob. Andrew, how are you? I'm doing great. Glad to be on here and glad to be talking some New Jersey softball with you. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Hey, man, first of all, how how lucky do you think we've been to get this entire softball season in New Jersey? Essentially, the baseball season got two, but we're going to stick with softball because that's what we came on to discuss. How fortunate have we been as softball you know, coaches myself are obviously I, this is the first year that I'm not coaching uh, high school softball in forever. Right. But, uh, you know, still running the New Jersey heist, still following all my kids around and all my friends who are obviously coaches. How fortunate do you think we've been to get this season in? I think it's been, you know, we've been pretty fortunate. Um, obviously, you know, a lot has happened over the last year plus, um, but I think once, yeah, honestly, I think once we got through the winter season, we could get through the indoor sports. I think it was a lot uh, less. There's a lot less anxiety in getting this season and just being outside and just being able to play this game. So we are fortunate. I think we're at a point now where we can focus on the game rather than all the outside noise and everything. Before we speak about the teams, the the, the twelve teams that are going to be playing on Thursday and Friday. Talk to me about a couple of teams and a couple of players who did not make this portion of the elimination round now, which is, uh, you know, who didn't win their the overall section in the North and in the South. Teams that had phenomenal seasons that you saw that you either thought they might get here or, you know what, they just had great seasons and it wasn't meant to be this year or a couple of players that stood out to you. I think first and foremost, you have to start with the Ramapo. This is a team that two years ago had an incredible freshman class. Uh, you have McKenna Lon, uh, Samuel, I believe, was a freshman or a sophomore two years ago. But they, they, just, they just had so much talent and so much expectations and really, for the most part, kind of hit that this year. I mean, they just won the Bergen County Tournament in a really good game against Mawa. Uh, fell a little short after falling the, the sectional semifinals to Roxbury, but this is a team you're definitely going to be seeing a lot of next year. And speaking of Mawa, that's also a team that really has just been incredible. I mean, this, they did, they did, they were able to win the section. Actually, just lost a very tough game against uh, Verona in 12 innings in the finals. But that's a team that has been able to light it up. Scored nine runs in the final two innings in a game against Ramsey in the sectional final. Uh, outside of that, I think you uh, going going a little more south. You have McCutcheon, 
this is a team that's been sort of a 500 team throughout much of the last few years, really started to hit its stride two years ago. And then you introduced players like Abby Kozo, who was an absolute menace, both in the batter's box and in the circle. That's the team you're going to have to be watching for uh, out of the GNC as well. The you know you mentioned Ramapo and you mentioned Mawa. Mawa was one of those teams that just kept on finding a way to get it done. You know Nielsen did a phenomenal job with that crew, and in Ramapo's case, Sidney Samuel might be the player of the year in that county. Phenomenal season. I was glad to uh, see. I was glad to see. Uh, Darren White and 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 Mark Durando, his assistant, get that county title that that they couldn't get in 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 uh you know that Darren couldn't get at Saddlebrook all those years, you know. Yeah, actually lost that game to Ramapo when they had, I believe, a three run, three year run. So it was uh everything seemed to lined up. And you talk about Cindy Samuel, you know, in her last at bat, she gets her hundredth career hit. You have a couple absolute bombs in that uh, Bergen County tournament game, and what everyone thought was going to be a complete offensive game turns out three nothing. So uh, I think you're right on. Cindy Samuel is arguably one of, if not the most talented players in uh, Bergen County this year. All right. Well, listen. Let's move forward. You know, one other team that we probably have to mention that 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 could have been there on Friday is is Mount St. Dominic. A tough loss. The other day for, for, for my two friends there, Lorenzo Sozio and Rob Stern, um, you know, they'll be back. They were very young, very young, particularly in the infield. Um, that was a tough loss for them. That was a real tough loss for them. That's, that is a tough loss for them. You know, no, you know, no way around it. You're one out away from a three-peat of a sectional title, and you lose that way. But I think that's a character-building loss. Like you said, uh, I believe Alexa Raphael and Alex Cruz are the only seniors on that team. So you have girls like Sofia Kitsilowski, Grace Perez, uh, Diana Easter, uh, Sydney Rosen, you know, all of these names, all of these massive contributors, uh, all expected to be back. So, yeah, and they played a lot of young kids. I mean, they played. Uh, they put Gianna Stern's a freshman, right? They had yeah. they have Olivia oh, yeah. Bibbo's a freshman, Somsky in the outfield's a sophomore. So they have a lot of listen, they'll be back. That that's for sure. And they and they got and they got great coaching. Absolutely. You know, we put it all together. There's a reason why uh, Mount St. Dominic's always ranked so highly every year in and year out. All right. Well, listen, enough for those teams that aren't there. Let's talk about the ones that are. Let's go to Thursday, game one. Whippany, the the group one championship game Whippany and Clayton now look I don't know anything about Clayton I'll be the first to tell you Whippany's up north obviously Julia Swan I know she's going to FDU to play for a good buddy of mine Chris Foy who's the uh, head coach at, at Fairleigh Dickinson and Teaneck give me give me something about that game I mean first and foremost you said it Julia Swan she has been incredible she's done it you know game in and game out uh, I think you got to watch out for her sister, though. Uh, Michaela Swan, the freshman, has been an absolute blazer on the on the base path. Uh, I think she's if she hasn't approached fifty stolen bases, she's certainly getting there. Um, she's one. She's one of those girls that's going to be leadoff slapper, gets on the bases, and then next. So it's going to be 
what Whippany Park would need to do in this game is kind of just do it, you know, rely on Julian in the circle, control the base pass, and, um, you know, try to get that early run and let Julia settle into what she does. But uh, that's, that's, that's a tough uh, that's a tough test for, you know, you, you go 25 and 1, 26 and 1, you're doing something right. And Joe Moore's team is uh, certainly doing it right. You know, Kathy White, Gianna Muha, Meadow Lake, all huge contributors and all all girls who are still scheduled to come back. You have White as a junior, Muhal and Lace as a sophomore. So this is a dangerous lineup, and this could I potentially Julia Swan's biggest uh, test this year. But uh, I, I don't I don't know how you uh, separate these two, just because they both have really good pitchers again in Lake and Swan. And then you have a lot of contributors throughout both of those lineups. So it's really hard to see who, who's going to have the edge coming into Thursday. Game two is going to feature that group two semifinal or final between Verona and Robbinsville. Robbinsville, who has been there plenty of times. Verona, who has done so much with such a balanced attack, whether it's the Loudon sisters whether it's Nares with the pitching, and today she had four hits. It always seems that Verona gets it from everyone. That's that you know they are one of the better teams to watch because they get cont- contributions from everybody, and they played in a very tough league, which makes them battle tested. When you have to play the Mount twice, you have to play Livingston twice, you have to play Nutley twice. No matter who you play from that point on, you've seen either better or just as good. Absolutely. We actually, I was able to talk to a few of the coaches in the SEC American. You know, they kind of beat each other up and they turn their focus on everyone else. And, you know, you see what's happened. Verona had some very good wins against Parsippany and Mawa. And, you know, you mentioned Millionaires. She's been a massive part of this. You know, she's or the winning run against Parsippany while shutting them out. You mentioned, you know, the Loudon sisters, uh, Sam Costigan, Carly Goldstein. You know, it, it really is that entire lineup that can really produce. And you saw it against Mawa. They needed everything they could get in that 12-inning game. Um, but I think the focus really has to be on Naris in the circle. She's sort of the one that makes everything going. And it gets a really good Robbinsville offense. Like you said, that has been there before and knows what to do at this time of year. That's going to be the key matchup. How Nairs kind of responds to what's really a really good Robbinsville lineup one through nine. Game three, the group four final features Livingston and Hillsborough. Livingston, who in my opinion has the best coach of the remaining 12 teams with all due respect to anybody else, man. But what Jason Daly has done with that program over the last 20 years is just phenomenal, phenomenal at a public school. Just I don't know. I don't know if Jason would agree with you, but uh, I, I might be in that uh, camp as well. I, no, Jason from, wouldn't. From Jason wouldn't agree because he is the most unassuming human. In fact, it would embarrass him that we would even say that. How's that? That's probably a little more spot on, but I mean, you, you look at what they were in, you know, they're in the second SEC division two years ago and to do this in the SEC American and 
keep this going is incredible. And a lot of that has to do with the freshman in the circle, Sophia Mount. She has been phenomenal. She's been great. You know, it's funny because early in the year, I went to to watch Livingston play the first time they played the Mount when they beat them at their place. Um, and 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 Coach Stern, Rob, uh, uh, the, the coach at Mount St. Dominic, had, you know, this young lady plays for him in the summer. He had mentioned how good this kid was, but I really hadn't seen her. You know, she's a little younger. We tend to coach, we coach 18 and under, so I really had not seen her. But, you know, so much poise, so much um, composure, on the mound for a freshman, came in, got it done. Then I saw her again against IHA in a similar yep. situation. And look, they have one of the better players in the county and Nat Diani. They're going to be a tough out in this tournament. Absolutely. At the same time, this is the matchup I really have circled outside of IHA Donovan Catholic. And a lot of it has to do with the pitch. It has to do with Sophia Mount. And it has to do with Hillsborough, Sarah Davenport. I think these are two two of the best pitchers up north. I mean, you have Davenport. She gave up her first postseason run today in a 2-1 win over Kingsway, which averages, uh, if I read this correctly earlier, about nine runs a game. You know, shut out Hunter and Central, South Brunswick. Uh, has shut out wins over North Hunter and Montgomery. Hunter and Central again earlier this year. Um, and she's and she's a sophomore as well, so it's not like this was something everyone expected coming into 2021. But this is a, this is a matchup one that everyone's going to be looking at this year, and honestly, it could be a matchup everyone's looking at for the next two years. On Friday, game one is going to feature that non-public B, the non-public B that I could never get to at Newark Academy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Morris Catholic and St. Joe's is probably the game that I will tell you I am probably, I, I just don't know, you know, because you never know what you're going to get from, from, from that non-public B team from down south. I did get a chance to watch Mo Cat the other day against Lodi, and, you know, they just blew open that game, uh, you know, it's it's a weird it's a, it's always that now public B is always a weird prediction for for me and I don't know why. And uh, it's, it's going to take a little bit of getting used to not see a Lodi there after a seven year run. So it's I think it's going to take a little bit of getting used to it for everyone. You know, in terms of Morris Catholic, uh, I really like what they bring to the table. They said they blew that open against Lodi, but they also were really composed. I mean look back at the Morris County final against Roxbury. They're trailing by one and then all of a sudden the bats come alive and they walk it off thanks to the Kate Heslin uh, double. It's, this is a team that you know, I think on the same note as St. Joe's Hamilton has been waiting for its time. Obviously Lodi has kind of been the banner carrier for non-public B, but this is a program that's not really, that doesn't want to wait for its chance this time around they know they what they have some great talent a lot of great underclassmen as well and they're trying to make their own dynasty right now game two features cranford and 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 colts neck and let me tell you something i was at the cranford roxbury game because i actually had both my heist pitchers throwing in that game 
Before we speak about uh, about Morgan Gardner, let's talk about Haley Ricciello and the season that she had for Roxbury. I mean, talk about a season for the ages for a freshman to come in and just take that team. Basically, I mean, it took nine innings to knock her out. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, Mount and uh, Davenport is really strong underclassman pitchers. Eric Kella was right there as well. She's been unbelievable this year. Unfortunately, she's gotten some awful results. You know, like I mentioned, the Morris County tournament where they lost on a walk-off. This is a walk-off in nine innings. James, as a freshman, that, uh, that hurts. That hurts as a player. Um, but I think that's only going to fuel what she's going to do over the next three years. She's an incredible talent and uh, I don't think we're uh, done talking about her over her uh, over the next three years. I can imagine that. We're not. And that hit that you mentioned, uh, courtesy of Liz McCaffrey, McCaffrey, whose father lost just a brutal game in the boys' state final to Milburn. McCaffrey comes up with the big hit. Gardner with a phenomenal nine innings today. DeMarco, the kid at first base for them, Sophia DeMarco, another kid that's had just a monster season for a freshman. They are set up to to not if they win this game, they could be the two seed. They have a chance to be the two seed in the Saturday Sunday setup. Do you agree? Disagree? Do they have a shot? What do you think? I mean, in terms of the in terms of the TOC. Uh, they're doing it a little bit differently. It's going to be based off of PowerPoint. So in that case, they're probably in a play-in game. That's right. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. Yeah, See, it, it is a little different this year where we would usually uh, put those in. They're, the NJSI is changing it up a little bit. But uh, they can definitely give Colt Neck a run with this lineup. I mean, you mentioned those girls. I mean, Ava Manfro. Manfro had a big-time game. And let me tell you something. That, cat, that ball might have gone over today. That, that ball was definitely going over. I was sitting uh, behind the backstop of that in that game, and I could have sworn that was going over, but she makes that catch, gets a leadoff double in, in the bottom of the ninth. I mean, you have uh, Emma Grace Kuchkowski, that has a, that's a burner on the brace pass. This is a lineup that's that, – I mean, they had 12 hits today. I mean, it took a little while to get that run, but they had 12 hits today. And Manfra – and Manfra had a big hit earlier in the game, too. Yeah. It's, uh, like I said, this is, this is a lineup that can really do it one through nine, and uh, they're definitely going to need it against Ava Metzger from Coltonek, who, uh, you know, we talked about a lot of great pitchers. She may very well meet, be the best in the state. IHA and Donovan Catholic are going to finish off the Friday slate, a rematch of a game earlier in the year won by IHA 4-2. to two. But that game was not pitched by Jocelyn Moody. It was actually pitched by Ariana Barrett for IHA. I believe this time around, IHA will go with Moody, who has pitched, who pitched the Mount St. Dominic game. I think they're going to go with Moody. Can IHA find a way to get this done again against this team? Because Donovan Catholic is just really, really good. They are, and I think, Talent-wise, absolutely. I think the thing I'm more concerned about is that emotional letdown. There's just this is a very young IHA team. Uh, I believe 
they had coming into 2021, they had three returning varsity contributors. So this is a team that was sort of lo- still learning to kind of piece it together throughout the year. Obviously, had done a very good job with you know Diana Sassano and her and her coaching staff done an incredible job. But what I'm kind of looking for is how is it, how do they respond after such an emotional win over Mount St. Dominic? This is their first sectional title since 2017, and that might that may have trumped the regular season Donovan Catholic win in terms of just that emotion, expending emotional, you know, energy. So I think they need to make sure that they know that this is a brand new game. They can't carry anything in from that uh from that Mount St. Dominic game, and make sure that they are you know mentally prepared. For again, for again, a really good Donovan Catholic team. Are you ready for some predictions? I'm ready to look stupid, sir. Let's do it. Whippany and Clayton, give me a winner. Whippany Park. Verona, Robbinsville. Robbinsville. Livingston, Hillsboro. I'm going to talk myself into this one. I'm going to go Hillsboro. Okay. I'm going to tell Jason. Mo, <laughs> Mo Cath and St. Joe's. Morris Catholic. Cranford Coltsneck. Coltsneck. IHA Donovan. IHA. Give me, you know, we can't really go through the whole breakdown because we're not going to know the PowerPoint situation um, at that point. But. Who wins the tournament of champ? If these six teams go in, who wins the tournament of champions? Oof! I thought picking the the six games was hard. Okay. Um, I re- it, it might be Colt Got it. I you really just think, think the pitching is going to be too much? I, I, you know, I really do. Ava Metzger has been unreal throughout the year. Her only loss has been to Donovan Catholic. I believe it was 3-2 to two in the uh, final round of the short conference tournament. I really... That, that's... I guess it's... Uh, obviously, oh, there's a lot of things that have to happen. They have to break their way. The offense has to kind of get rolling as well, which is something that definitely happened today against Hamilton. But. Well, and let me tell you something. Part of the issue that blends in here, too, is the two games on Sunday scenario. You know, you got to come back right. twice. It's not, it's, you, you, you know, some, you might be the best pitcher over seven innings, but now you're going to have to be the best pitcher over 14. Yeah. And I, I, I really think it could have been worse. It could have been the best pitcher over 21 innings that the NGSI stuck with their original scheduling. Thankfully they didn't, but uh, I really think Metzger has enough to kind of, enough to, you know, be that best pitcher over 14 innings. You know, I, I whoever pitches that, that first game on Sunday is going to have a major advantage. I, that, that's all I know. I don't – whoever is able to win that game, you know, if they have a second pitcher, great. But if they have that sort of hour, two hours to kind of recuperate and kind of get that arm a little, uh, little fresher, that could be a massive difference. Who's got a who's got a bigger advantage? The teams that played today and have to now play Thursday, who get that Friday off before the event would start on Saturday, or the teams who played early in the week, 
get a chance to rest, let's say like someone like IHA who plays Friday and then have to, you know, even if they have to play, and then would get Saturday off. How do you think that works out? Well, honestly, I don't think there is any advantage. I think you're at a point in the year where you're running off adrenaline anyway. Correct. I mean, you have to, at this point, you know what's on the line, you know what you have to do, and I don't think anyone's thinking, oh, I'm glad I had that extra day of rest. Interesting. Any uh, anything else? Anything else that jumped out at you during the high school season that you want to add? I, I'm just any I, milestones quite, or anything. Quite frankly, I'm just happy we had a season after last year. I know there was just so much disappointment and sadness throughout last year, and I think just kind of noticing things throughout the year, you could tell how much each at bat, each pitch, really meant to these girls because they know it's likely to kind of have everything taken from you. So I think I think I speak for everyone, whether that's in New Jersey softball, softball throughout the you know, the country, any sport really. Um, I think we're just glad that we're back to a, at least some sort of sense of normalcy. Andrew, you are the man. I appreciate you taking time out to do this. New Jersey Advanced Media the nj.com and the star ledger you do the best job and and i'll tell you not only do the coaches appreciate it but the kids appreciate it you give them a forum that is spectacular and we all appreciate it hey i appreciate it we'll uh we'll see everyone at ivy hill next few days you got it my brother that was Andrew Koob, and you've been listening to the Sergio Rodriguez Show, a show unlike any other.